This is Campfire Financial Talk with Blake Kondreva from Nevada Retirement Planners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Blake Kondreva provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Campfire Financial Talk with Blake Kondreva. Hello and welcome back to Campfire Financial Talks. My name is Blake Candreva from Nevada Retirement Planners. If you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give me a call at 775-674-2222 or visit us online at nvretirementplanners.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up face-to-face or virtual meetings. Now, the last couple of years have been something of a roller coaster for the market. Things were humming along pretty well until early 2020 when the economy was essentially shut down because of COVID. Then after that financial shock, the markets took off once again. Lately, however, things have been shakier. Ups and downs, uncertainty. It's what we call good old-fashioned market volatility. And when you've carefully curated a financial strategy that you hope will get you to and through retirement, well, market volatility can feel like a kick in the teeth. So on our show today, we're going to look at some potential strategy ideas you may want to implement during times of volatility. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, whose presence on our show is always volatile and reassuring, never steady. Oh, oh wait, sorry. I think I got those words mixed up. Uh, uh, yeah, very <laughs> funny, Blake. Very good. That's true, especially if I haven't eaten. Uh, then I'm really volatile. Yeah, very uh, hangry. <laughs> I, I get hangry. Yeah, exactly. 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 No, for the most part, I'm even keel. But don't take away my pizza. That's for sure. I need Me to either. Get, I need to get my fair share of pizza. Then I'm fine. Then everything, yep. all is well, right? Yeah. Uh, pizza and caffeine. I live on it. So uh, a steady diet of pizza and caffeine. That's that's. I think that's doctor recommended, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, not right, but uh, I, I do love it. But uh, I, I appreciate that, Blake. Uh, that's funny. Uh, you do have a topic that's timely. I'll tell you that. I mean, uh, CNBC, Fox Business News. You can't you can't look at the news uh, without hearing about what's going on. I mean, twenty twenty two. So far this year, we're down about t- markets are down ten to twelve percent overall. And so we've really seen a lot of volatility and it seems to be continuing. I mean, we've seen craziness with stocks like Netflix, right? Netflix was down at one point 70%. I mean, that's insane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, very insane. That's nuts. So hopefully uh, none of our listeners had all their eggs in that basket, so to speak. That's, uh, That's not good. So uh, where do you want to start for tips for us on market volatility? You know, really, I'd like to start with um, talking about our money management team over at Gradient and what they have put out as far as information for us and our clients on what's going on with this market volatility. Sure. A lot of the things that they talked about, you know, in this article were 
exactly what you were just talking about. All these big brand names that were doing so well last year that everybody was running to. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're seeing this pullback and everybody's just going crazy because they don't know what's going on. Well, you know, some of the things that I think you have to take into account when you look at stuff like this is that last year everybody was scrambling to, you know, become a part of this new digital frontier. And there were some companies like Netflix and Zoom, Teladoc, Peloton. I mean, all these companies were already set up for that. They hadn't really taken off yet, but they were set up for it. So when the time came for people to start using businesses like that more and more, they were already on the forefront. So that's why we saw this huge takeoff last year. Well, now the competitors have caught up to them. You know, you've got new types of workouts that you can do online. Um, You've got different places other than Zoom. I mean, you know, Skype's catching up. They've got all kinds of stuff that, you know, smaller companies have built. And that's what's really taking a toll on these other companies. And that's where the management from a financial service professional that is watching this day to day and making sure that they're keeping their eye on, you know, not getting putting too many eggs in one basket, as you just said, um, and really watching out for their client's performance, you know, because one thing that they say at the end, and this is really where I wanted to start, was that they still have a relatively positive outlook from this point forward due to three main factors. There's a strong consumer that continues to show high demand for things like travel and restaurants. People are tired of being inside. Number two, supply chain effects may alleviate to naturally lower the inflation rate as the year progresses. So, you know, we understand that, you know, production was cut because of the workforce. Well, I don't know about you, but now me and all my friends have been working and working and working and putting in all these overtime hours to get us back to where we were at. And we're hoping that as the year progresses, we'll see that you know, take on down the line of finally getting us to the supply chain that we actually need. Um, And third and final one was that company earnings are still expected to grow by 10% in both 2022 and 2023. Um, So in short, you know, their expectation is that the market can stage a second half rally unless inflation continues to accelerate. They expect inflation's readings to continue to be elevated in the near term, but the inflation rate will reduce as we progress throughout the year. And lastly, they believe that uh, the feds uh, will raise interest rates, but much of the damage in the bond market has already been done. So those are just a few of the tidbits of information that you'll be able to find, um, you know, from our uh, market research that comes out from gradient. So if you are a client of one of ours or you'd like the information from us, uh, again, please reach out to me, uh, through our website at www. Uh, through our website at nvretirementplanners.com or by giving me a call at 775-674-2222. Right. And, and that's key. I mean, obviously, 
Uh, we need to deal with market volatility head on. The, the first step, I think, work with a financial services professional like yourself. And uh, the second point there is have a plan in place uh, to deal with this. You made a lot of great points there. And I, I like what uh, that white paper from Gradient on market volatility and Gradient Investments had to say. I know I've seen Michael Binger, the president of Gradient Investments uh, on CNBC and Fox Business News, and I know you have a direct line to him to uh, talk about this stuff and make sure that uh, your client's uh, money is being actively managed and they take into account market volatility. It's already built into the plan, so that's huge. And uh, you shouldn't try to go it alone, I think is the message here, right? Don't do not do the DIY thing, right? <laughs> Correct. You know, and, and that's one of the things that I love about Gradient is that no matter how much money you have with me, doesn't matter. If you have $100 or a million dollars and you right. tell me that, you know, you're concerned about your portfolio, you have no idea what's going on with it, this, that, and the other, and nothing I can say helps alleviate your stress about what's going on. I can put in a call to the fund manager, somebody who's managing hundreds of millions of dollars, I can call them and set up our own one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with that uh, fund manager so you can sit there and pick his brain about things, you know, to really get uh, a true sense of what they were doing and why they made those decisions and what they're looking at moving forward. We can set that up for our clients. And that's something that unless you're, you know, a sheik and have hundreds of millions of dollars with a certain fund, you can't, you know, talk to the fund manager. So that's one thing that we offer that I think really helps in times like this of being able to say, hey, if you have some serious in-depth questions that I can't answer, I will get those answers for you. And you will talk to the person that makes this fund yourself. Yeah, there you go. See, that's huge. And as an independent financial advisor, you can offer that. And, and that's a huge advantage. So uh, what's something else we need to know about market volatility? What's something else you want to talk about for our listeners to help them with this today? You know what? Uh, Investopedia just put out a great article called Tips for Long-Term Investors in Volatile Markets. It has some really e excellent information. The article starts out by emphasizing that the market volatility is inevitable. And I think that's a very important thing to remember. Much like just about anything else in our lives, the market won't always enjoy smooth sailing. It's yeah. just not realistic. Right. You know, but before I push further into our topic, let me remind you that when we talk about the market and investing on our show, we do so in general terms. And that's because we just don't have enough time to highlight all the pros and cons, as well as the rules and regulations that come with placing assets in the market. So if the market is part of your financial strategy, again, I believe that working with a financial services professional is key. Right. And and everybody's situation is different is what you're saying. So uh, the plan is going to be different for everybody. The strategies, the solutions, they're going to be different for everyone. So I'm glad you brought that up uh, and your financial future. Again, it's too important to try to go it alone. You're right, Tony. Now let's take a moment to look at how market volatility is measured. In the simplest terms, it's measured using the standard deviation of the return on your investment over a defined period of time. 
What is standard deviation? It's a statistical construct that provides the total variation or deviation that can typically be expected and is the square root of the variance of returns. It's a mouthful, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, the volatility of various types of returns will shift based on how much and how often their prices uh, move over a certain period of time. You know, for an example, the article notes the S&P 500 may have a standard deviation of roughly 15%. You know, a more stable investment like a CD will typically have a standard deviation of close to zero because its return never varies according to the article. Wow. Okay. So a volatile market generally means there's rapid fluctuations combined with significant trading is what you're saying. Do I have that about right? You know, I think you do, Tony. It's way less of a mouthful than what I said. And uh, the (laughs) folks that invest at PVEA would probably give you a standing ovation. (laughs) Right. So, you know, as for dealing with market volatility, the article recommends avoiding it altogether by keeping your money invested and not getting caught up in the news about short-term fluctuations. By the time you're reading something or seeing something online or through a video, the market has already reacted to it. If you don't have your money in that position or out of that position by the time you see it in the news, you're already behind. So this fear of all these things when you see them online and in the article, just try and avoid it. Just know that you've worked with your financial services professional to set up a long-term plan. Now, If you're coming towards the end of your long-term plan and you're worried about it, you need to set up a meeting with that person. You need to sit down with your financial services advisor and say, hey, you know, I'm almost to retirement and all this craziness is going on right now. What are we going to do to help, you know, create something that I can count on once I actually pull the plug and retire? Right. There you go. Uh, I think that's that's so important, uh, obviously. Um, you know, a volatile market is, is tough, and watching your portfolio, let's say, lose 40 or 50 points uh, <laughs> percent, uh, that's uh, that can frighten people during a bear market, right? You know, that, that's completely correct. But I just want people to remember when you think about things like that, that the market has only had let's see, six years uh, since 1926 that it's had a loss of more than 20%. So I know it'd be hurtful to end up being the seventh year that it ends up with a loss of more than 20%. But, you know, when you look at it, there's been 20 years that have gained more than 30%. So, you know, really just sticking to a plan and making sure that you don't let fear drive the cart is, you know, one of the best ways for long-term investors to manage volatility. Um, One note here though, staying the course is often easier when you have a thorough strategy and are diversified. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's key. I know some people think that this buy and hold strategy means that, Hey, if I hang on to stock for 20 or 25 years, you're sure to make money. I'm sure to make money. But uh, that isn't necessarily true either, is it? No, it's not. And it's because even a long-term strategy requires research and an understanding of corporate fundamentals. 
If you invest in a company that's showing a healthy balance sheet and a solid earnings history, short-term ebbs and flows likely won't affect the company's value. In fact, as the article notes, moments of volatility may be a good time to buy if you think a certain company likely has good value for years to come. Hey. Sure. So, I mean, unless that company was Netflix, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long uh, as it's not Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But you have to plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. And that's what your plans do for your clients, I know. And that is just so key, obviously. I think you explained it well there, and it rings true for a lot of us. Yep. That's, that's why here, you know, ultimately... One of the strongest arguments in favor of the buy and hold strategy is that missing the best handful of days could significantly reduce your return. But depending on the news source, you're likely to see a statistical nugget that says something along the lines of losing out on the 20 best days could slash your returns by half or even more. And as Investopedia tells us, this is mostly true, though missing the worst chunk of days will also give your portfolio a kick meaning that in some cases you may want to research making trades during volatility. And that's why here at Nevada Retirement Planners, we have a buy and monitor strategy. You know, we are constantly watching the markets for our clients and making adjustments as we see different indicators. We're not just sitting on what we did for you. We're making sure that we're constantly reevaluating these corporate structures as their, you know, management changes, as their CEO changes, and as their visions and mis- missions change as they move forward. Maybe that's going to change how well that company is doing. And if you're not on top of it and constantly watching it, um, it can really hurt you. And that's why having us being able to sit there and do this work for you, because that's what you're paying us to do, uh, can make it uh, much better for your long-term results. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it's a lot of this has to do with time horizon and things like that. Um, we should probably uh, let our listeners know at this point, though, how they can get a hold of you. I know you're offering a no-charge, no-obligation consultation to give them a second opinion on where they're at, making sure that uh, they're prepared for market volatility and there's no cost again for that, correct? Yes, sir. Listeners can visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or call my office at 775-674-2222 to discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your path to retirement. Here at Nevada Retirement Planners, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. Yes, exactly. And uh, listeners, pick up the phone and give Blake a call. Blake, what's the phone number that they can reach you at uh, one more time? Yes, sir. That's 775-674-2222. All right. And during our show today, we've been talking about what to do during times of market volatility. Uh, a topic that's obviously receiving a lot of attention lately. Uh, And I think it's been an interesting conversation. What do you have for us next, Blake? Next, I think incorrect quotes is a biggie because there can sometimes be a significant gap between a quote and the price you actually execute a trade. 
Don't forget that during volatility, real-time quotes, or RTQs as they're called in the business, may lag behind what's actually happening in the market. Well, that's true. And I think that uh, we've had, um, you know, people don't understand that. I have a question for you about that, actually. Are securities sometimes executed differently than during times of volatility? Do we need to know about that? They are. In fact, the article urges you to be on the lookout for three things, delays, digital mayhem, and incorrect quotes. So let's first consider delays. Now, volatility often produces a lot of trading, which may then cause execution delays. A high volume of trading may also cause executions to hit prices that are significantly different from the price that was quoted when the order was entered. So what do you have to do? Ask your firm or firms you're considering for a rundown of how markets markers manage order executions when the market is experiencing volatility. Thanks to the exploding popularity of online trading, many people expect fast executions at prices that are very close to the quote displayed on their device. But it's important to remember that certain conditions may mean that executions occur at a price higher than what was quoted. Well, and that covers delays. So you mentioned Digital Mayhem, which, by the way, is a great name for an industrial band. That's yep. right. <laughs> Digital Mayhem. I think you've come up with a great band name right there. That's Hardcore punk rock right there. Yeah, or industrial. <laughs> uh, industrial, little keyboards and heavy guitar, some weird oh, vocals. Yeah. Digital Mayhem. All right. <laughs> so uh, what is Digital Mayhem, actually? You know, as the name implies... Uh, it means you may find it challenging to execute your trades because of a system's capacity limits. Additionally, if you're trading online, you may also have trouble getting into your account because of spiking levels of internet traffic. Accordingly, Investopedia notes, many online trading firms provide alternatives like phone trading or talking to a broker over the phone to begin an order. Right. Yeah, there you go. And so, uh, obviously... Um, I'll be honest with you. It's it's never occurred to me that something like increased internet traffic could make it harder to execute a trade. Uh, number one, because I've next, never executed my own trade. I leave that up to the professionals. But it might even, it, it, you know, uh, stop you from logging into your account. I mean, I was yeah. talking uh, to somebody who does uh, their own stock trading in Oklahoma, and when the tornadoes come through, which they've been having bad weather, all the phone you can't get through on the phone lines because everybody's calling to check on each other or phone lines are down. So imagine if you were <laughs> trying to do a, a complete a trade. So you have to be careful uh, with that, yeah. and I think that's a, makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, now the last thing you said is incorrect quotes can be a problem. What do you mean by that? You know, incorrect quotes is a biggie because there sometimes can be a significant gap between a quote and the price when you actually execute a trade. Don't forget that during volatility, real-time quotes or RTQs may lag behind currently what's happening in the market. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners out there are curious about selling stocks in a volatile market. So uh, what do you think about that? You know, according to Investopedia, in most cases, you shouldn't. There are some exceptions. Historically, as market volatility lessens, prices raise. Uh, sticking to your long-term strategy during even rough patches may position you to purchase more shares when stock prices are lower. 
Now on the flip side, if you need the value of your assets soon or for retirement, you may want to work with a financial services professional to consider transitioning out of stocks and into some more conservative options when the market is volatile. Right. There you go. And and uh, I think that's huge. That's good advice. So that's selling stocks. Uh, what do you have to say about buying stocks during time of uh, during market volatility? The article notes that if you're a long-term investor, buying during a down market may be a strategy to lower the dollar cost average or DCA that we use here in the business and pick up shares at a better price. For example, if you're going to buy $250 of stocks every month anyway for the next several years, a volatile market can sometimes create advantageous buying opportunities. But once again, let me take the opportunity to tout the wisdom of working with a financial services professional. So far today, we've talked about the market and investing in a very high level and general way, and that's by choice because it's very difficult to really get into the nitty gritty of this topic during a 30 minute show. Working with a financial services professional on your asset allocation strategy means you have an advocate who will calmly walk you through the pluses and minuses, risks and rewards, rules and regulations. Yeah. Well, and we've looked at both selling and buying stocks during market volatility. I think you just explained that well. But what can people do if they want to limit losses without having to sell? Are there options out there? Yeah, there are options and they're actually called options. Oh, great question, Tony. You know, this article explains that if you don't want to sell any of your holdings, but you want to try and limit losses, you may want to consider protective puts. With these option contracts, you can have the right to sell the underlying stock or index at a specific price. You can set the price below the current market value. And if it drops below that price, you can be stopped out for losses. While buying options do come with some expense, it's also a bit of a stopgap for your portfolio. So as this segment draws to a close, let's take a quick look at limit orders. During times of volatility, a limit order, which is an order placed with a brokerage to buy or sell a predetermined number of shares at or better than an agreed upon price, may be a solid strategy move. So while limit orders may be slightly more expensive than market orders, they may still be a smart play because the price you purchase or sell at is already set. So conversely, a limit order doesn't guarantee execution if the limit price isn't met. Yeah. Uh, Great advice talking about options. I I guess I nailed that one without even realizing it. (laughs) Way to go, Tony. Uh, What are our options? Well, they're options. Okay. So um, we're going to continue this. I mean, we've been looking at extreme market volatility uh, like we've been experiencing and what we can do to help protect our money during these rough patches. And clearly, market volatility is an emotional issue for a lot of people right now because it's a topic in the news. Uh, it's been this way for several months now, and that always increases the anxiety people feel. Uh, what do you have for us uh, here in our last segment of the episode? You know, today let's stick with the theme of market volatility and discuss how you may be able to avoid overly emotional decision making during times of significant market volatility. There's a CNBC article called Here Are the Three Tips Every Young Investor Should Follow to Avoid Emotion-Based Investing. And it has some terrific insights. Though, let me add, 
the word young doesn't need to be in the article's headline because this is information that I think an, any investor of any age would find useful. Well, yeah, there you go. That's a good note. So what's the article's first tip? <clears throat> the first piece of advice is to simply prepare yourself in advance for market dips. This ties into something we discussed earlier in the show. Markets aren't going to be up or down or even stable forever. Peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, all are normal. And if you want to put assets into the market, you have to prepare yourself for that reality. Working with a financial services professional to build a strategy that you feel good about when the market surges, don't get too high. And when the market crashes, doesn't get too low. Take a deep breath and commit yourself to sticking to the strategy you work so hard to build. Right. And as you've been saying today, market volatility can be scary, but if you could cut your emotions and stick to a strategy, you're probably going to thank yourself and your financial services professional down the road. Yeah. So just remember that down the road, don't throw anything at your financial services professional right now. Uh, give it some time to make sure that, you know, you get down that road because uh, market dips are scary. And it's important to remember that the market can rise just as quickly as it drops. You know, last year we saw that fall off and within three months we were already back to where we needed to be. So, um, therefore, as CNBC explains, keeping your money invested during fluctuations is what may help your cash grow over the years. So once you've decided to allocate some of your assets to the market, keep telling yourself that market volatility is simply the cost of doing business. If you play the long game, you're going to see ups and you're going to see downs. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you got a point. And let me be the one to remind our listeners out there that this show is deliberately broad. It's a broad look at market volatility and investing because I know you don't have enough time to really dig into the specifics on the show and everybody's situation is different. So to give specific advice, our listeners can call you and set up that no charge consultation. There's no charge, no obligation to get a more nuanced view of what's going to help them during market volatility, right? Yes, sir. And thank you for that, Tony. It is an important reminder. Uh, the article's next tip for avoiding emotional decision-making during market volatility is to consider index funds. I can certainly understand the romantic draw of picking the next red-hot stock when it's still low and then making so much money when you get to jump into your vault of coins, uh, Scrooge McDuck style, but unfortunately, that's just not reality. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not reality because Scrooge McDuck is a talking duck, first of all. Hey. And also a cartoon character. <laughs> so well, hey, you you leave him alone. He was a great part of my childhood. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I think the message uh, you're putting out there is talking ducks are real. You heard it first here. <laughs> All right, uh, you're going to see signs at protests. Uh, talking ducks are real. It's a government cover up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. But uh, you know it's. It's also not reality because, as the article makes clear, the odds of turning a few thousand bucks into several million are very long. A strategy in which you try to outsmart the market is really no strategy at all. Right. You know, the smartest play, in my opinion, is to make sure you have diversified investment and to accept that, in most cases, 
the notion that there's a magical formula for choosing stocks that will greatly outperform others is a mere fantasy. You know, once again, market volatility can make it easy to lose your head and forget your strategy. But this is precisely the time when you need to gather your emotions and recommit to the plan. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I think that's uh, great advice. And I know that, hey, I'm capable of being too emotional when it comes to my finances. And uh, so like a lot of listeners, you know, I might be getting closer to retirement. Uh, I am getting closer anyway. Let's just put it that way. Um, uh, but I'm not super close yet. Don't get carried away. Um, but, you know, so one of the reasons I like working with a financial services professional is because they know me, uh, but they don't have the same emotional attachment to my finances as I do. So uh, that means uh, they can rely on experience, uh, the math, and give me cool and calm analytical device, whereas I'm going to be more emotional in my decisions, right? Very, very true. I mean, uh, a lot of what I do as a financial advisor is, you know, once we get a plan set up, is talking to my clients and making sure that they understand that, you know, these times, these low times were a part of the strategy. You know, when we build financial plans for people, we make sure that the rate of return that we're using to show them is only 5%. Now, you know, most years, my personal goal is to hit double digits in far, as far as returns go for my clients, but I build it off from a 5% return so that my clients can see that even in years like this, when we're down and not having a good, you know, a good year, you know, for the last couple of years, we've had more than double digit returns. So we put them way far ahead of where they needed to be in their plan. And now this is just bringing us back to even with their plan. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the big tips that CNBC really, I thought was new, I've never seen it in an article before, but I actually kind of agree with it. It's that, you know, their tip for avoiding emotional choices during volatility is to only check your portfolio once a year, you know, is it's actually one of my favorites. Like I said, you know, first I get it right now. You're yelling at your radio or smartphone once a year. You can't be serious. But as this article tells us, checking your portfolio only once a year may better position you to avoid the urge to make constant tweaks to your investment strategy during temporary market churns. And while saying you should only check it once a year may be a bit of a hyperbole, the point is to not check it very often. Ultimately, your biggest takeaway from today's show on market volatility should probably be to leave your investments alone and play the long game. In my experience, this is the best move. And both the Investopedia and CNBC articles we examined today back me up. Right. Yeah, there you go. And uh, this has been a great show, but unfortunately, we're out of time. But before we go, uh, Blake, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. If you have any questions or concerns about weathering market volatility, I encourage you to visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or call my office at 775-674-2222 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Blake. And that does it for today's episode of Campfire Financial Talk. 
Thank you for listening to Campfire Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Blake at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit them online at campfirefinancialtalk.com. Advisory services are offered by Nevada Retirement Planners, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Nevada. Insurance products and services are offered through Nevada Senior Advisors, LLC, an affiliated company. Nevada Retirement Planners, LLC, and Nevada Senior Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.